You're listening to the Shantyman Podcast, a conversation designed to help those recovering from religion find true faith in the Creator. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Victor Summers sitting across the table from... Sam Rushton. Sam Rushton, Victor Summers, the Shannon Podcast. Good to have you along with us today for our podcast. We got a special guest that we're going to introduce just in a moment. Mm-hmm. But first, after you finish your big gulp of <laughs> Creative Grounds coffee. You know what? You got to get a little bit of caffeine in you to get going for the to make a good recording. You do. I, I, I find... Um, energy's been a little low lately for you yeah for me why yeah i don't know i don't know i I feel like i need to change positions <laughs> let, me, let me try standing we're gonna record standing up i think isn't it i thought it was because you had the flu maybe standing oh it is yeah, yeah. i got the uh i got the plague i mean you already said so yourself you're a much better recorder not when you have caffeine in you but a little bit of alcohol <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i record much better when i'm drunk yeah you guys yeah, can tell the, the, the ones if you listen and you're like oh man that was a really good episode you know what we're drinking behind the scenes <laughs> hi my name's victor summers and i'm a recovering baptist <laughs> Do you know? Do you know how many Baptists you take on a camping trip with you? Too many. I don't know. No, you take two Baptists on a camping trip with you. Because if you take one Baptist, they'll drink all your beer. If you take two Baptists, they won't drink any of your beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, you never let another Baptist know that you're. Uh, what is it? What is it about? What is it about Baptists that, uh, that are anti? So anti-alcohol. It's it, it goes back to the uh, the I, I think five point seven point fundamentalists and and uh, alcohol is is included on Wait, that seven point fundamentalist Baptist. Right. Yeah. I've so never even so heard there's of this. there's a there's a, a descriptors for being a true fundamentalist, and I think there's I think there's probably seven. What? I think I think there's seven. Really? Yeah. And being uh, dry when it comes to alcohol is is one really? of the Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't so, know So that. technically, you're probably not a true fundamentalist if you um, consume alcohol of any sort. Man, what, I wonder what... So don't put that hand sanitizer too close oh. to, your, to your mouth, folks. <laughs> I wonder what it felt like for Jesus to be like, ah, I'm not a fundamentalist. <laughs> yeah. He failed. He, <laughs> he failed, failed as a fundamentalist. Test. All the Baptists were like, ah, sorry, sorry, Jesus can't come, come hang out with us. Yeah. Our, our party. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's, let's introduce our guest speaking about fundamentalism um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, I'm sure he's, he's got something to share. We're, we're happy to have uh. Sam Wakefield uh, with us today. Sam is a, a fraternity brother. He loves being called a fraternity brother, too. He's part of our frat. Frat boys. Exodus with, with 90. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome, Sam. Good day, gentlemen. How you doing? Good. How are you? Is this, am I the most on your podcast with three? <sighs> yeah, you are. Oh, yeah, awesome. return, Actually, re- return yeah. guest. So can I get, like, free coffee from Creative Grounds? Or can we work something out, though? I would like to... Uh, yeah, we're gonna receive we're gonna, something. We're gonna etch our initials into your arm. We're gonna yep. do a the homemade tattoo before we leave. We're all getting one. <laughs> yeah, either that. We're each giving you a big old holy kiss. Have you ever done biblical style? Ha, have you ever done that with the uh, with the ink? That was pretty popular back in the day. Your we own tattoo? School. Yeah, you take that a, like a present thing though. Yeah, you that? would take a um, a compass, right? That's the oh, that's no. the the math compass. 
right? Oh, okay. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is that what am I calling yeah. it the right yeah. thing? Yeah. And, and you would just scratch your arm until you made a mark. Oh. And you'd, you'd, then you'd make the other mark and then you'd dump. Yeah. Put ink, ink in it? Pen ink in it, yeah. And would it stay for a while? Yeah. Yeah, it would. Make, oh. a, make a mark. Well, it wouldn't even look good, though. It'd look just nasty, wouldn't it? Listen. When you were a tough, when you were a bun- fundamentalist Baptist and you weren't allowed to get tattoos, <laughs> <Yeah>. is that <laughs> one of the seven? So no alcohol, that is not, no it's tattoos. Not one of the, that's not. It's one not. Of the I seven. thought for sure that would be one of the seven. Yeah. What are the? Do you know any of the other seven? I, I mean, I think they're all they're all pretty important. They're all ones that I would probably affirm. <laughs> yeah. You know, like inerrancy of scripture and oh, and what those sort. Yeah. So really, yeah, alcohol is up there with inerrancy of scripture. Yeah. Yeah. It's right, right there. What? How about it's, you, Sam? You were you were brought up uh, in in more of a conservative bent of Christianity. Yes, sir. You were pretty dry too, growing up. Yes, sir. Um, you, yeah, we. Are you ready to talk about that now? Yeah, because <laughs> I I know I know differently. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, brought, I was brought up in a more conservative um, upbringing. Um, you know, King James Bible, dress clothes. Um, you know, it was very... What do you mean dress clothes? So, like, now when I go to, like, Eastside Church, I'd wear jeans. Okay. I know. Like, that, I, if you told 12-year-old Sam that he'd be going to worship in jeans, uh, 12-year-old Sam would slap me. Like, it was that, <laughs> that idea yeah. of uh, a kind of, um, you always look your best, right? Right. Oh, we're gonna have to have him on the next one then, because that we're actually recording about Sunday, that one. Sunday today. best. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's, keep going. It's, it's that idea of you know, um, uh, he's just very strict, strict guidelines. Um, but I think it's one of the better things. Like I appreciate my upbringing. I don't mm-hmm. look at my upbringing as negative. I really appreciate it because it did build uh, relatively a good foundation in God. I feel like. Yeah. And yeah. So, for sure. Did you Did you say what? Um, I don't know what you'd call it, group you're a part of, or you don't even want to say it. No, you, don't no, even, no. you don't even want to give it a it, label. It's just, Sorry. It's just, it, no, we can talk Label-less about it. Labelless Christianity is what it's called. <laughs> now, that's no, that's hilarious would, because... People would call us brethren. We don't call <laughs> ourselves that. anything. We, we had this conversation the other night because he's uh, like, you people would call us brethren. We had this conversation. <laughs> you people. And, and we were trying to describe the brethren uh, sect of Christianity to to another frat brother. And, uh, and Sam... You you push back a bit at that. You're like, well, we didn't call ourselves that. We didn't. No. The, the idea of we were just gathered to the Lord's table, but the idea of that you're nothing is obvious by the two reactions that I have from across the table <laughs> that people cannot handle that. And so people would call us uh, brethren. And I think so it makes funny- it easier for... Uh, Baptist. I the guess. funnier part isn't that we can't handle. The funnier part is like you're like you people. Like it's like us. We don't call ourselves anything. And then you. It's like the rest of the Christian world is over here. Like you guys <laughs> right. are more holy because you don't have a title and you of course, do all yes. these things. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Which is even even interesting the way we set the podcasting table up today. With Sam Rushton and I on one side, and Sam Wakefield on the other. On the other. In a holy chair, I believe. In a yeah. white chair. In a white chair. Yeah. It's the, the, the holy chair. So, and, and, and I, you know, I, I've said this on the podcast before, too. I was brought up very conservative, but I don't see in, in, in almost no way did it actually hurt me. 
No. Right? No. Conservatism? Uh, no. Right. Like, I, I think I, as I said this Sunday to a church, there, there's been some things that I had to work out just when it comes to legalism and, and making sure that I don't go overboard in the, you know, in the, um, in, in the character area, like Christian Christian characteristics or like Christian values, those things that we hold in very high regard. And, and as we all kind of um, pursue holiness and pursue God's perfect plan for our life, that we don't put that over, you know, our, our simple faith step into grace mm-hmm. when it comes to salvation. So I've struggled with that. And one thing that I find with a conservative background uh, that does something really, really well is puts a strong foundation um, in scripture, like in the Bible, mm-hmm. like that is, uh, if you have questions, you seek it out there. You don't have a discussion. It's in the Bible somewhere. You're <laughs> right. going to go read it, go find it. And um, and and so, like, my foundation was very solid in, in the Scripture. And so I grew up with such a, uh, like, um, you know, we would um, read a lot every night uh, after supper, different things. And it was always, you know, on you to study. Was, there was a lot of, with conservative um, fundamentalists, I guess you would say, that kind of background. There is that really strict strict um upbringing with with scripture which i enjoy um yeah yeah that's super super important i think and um which which, getting back to the whole uh alcohol issue you know when when i found freedom in that that it it came through scripture actually Mm -hmm. um because we were as i as i said we were brought up very dry um and then i started looking looking at scripture and i was like well (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe it's not quite maybe we got it wrong maybe it's not quite represented as strongly in yeah. in scripture maybe we brought that, some that your traditions into no, it <laughs> yeah. not um not really so so you're living in sin right now and you drink a beer no um oh. not not from my upbringing meeting from what i could perceive because right, uh, you you had wine though at your yeah so like, like i know in my, my church real growing, wine? it's like we did grape juice there's no way we would have done real no, wine no, yeah not, not not grape oh, juice. oh sorry welches welches yeah welches it was, yeah. It was the baptist approved <laughs> yeah so like um you know in meeting it's not as taboo as i find it is and and from what i've seen in the church in my time with in the in the church hmm. um in meeting you would have some uh, brothers and sisters that would drink and some that wouldn't and they would drink openly and it wasn't like like that drinking alcohol, growing up alcohol wasn't something that was, that I felt anything okay. about. Mm-hmm. Um, my father didn't drink. Uh, my mom might have a glass of wine every now and again. And just like um, uh, you said, like communion, we had com- like, we don't have to talk about brethren and that what it is and stuff, but like we have communion every Sunday, which mm-hmm. is kind of the onus. You finish off your service, I guess, with communion. And so for me, communion is one of the most important things in your time with God and worship. And so we always did it with wine and, and a loaf of bread, right? And so I remember when I started going to church with my wife, that was one of the ones I got so <laughs> tied up on. One that a lot of churches don't, they only do communion once every month or, or something. And then the second part is that when they do do it, it's juice. Like for some reason that would just, I don't know. <laughs> but I always thought it was just because churches uh, don't want to spend the money for the wine. Was your, no, it, it was an alcohol thing. I remember one time, remember one time uh, we had uh, some friends over to the house. <laughs> and so we're like, we're going to do communion. Yeah. And so we're like, we're, we're going to do it the right way. Like they did in the Bible, right? So we're like, Sam, you're in charge because, you know, you've always been doing it the quote unquote right way. So he's like, we're going to make unleavened bread. 
and bring wine. Yeah. And so his unleavened bread was literally like baked dough. It was amazing. Like it, it wasn't really, good, it yeah. wasn't like unleavened bread. It was like, no, it, was it, was almost like it was almost like a pancake. It tasted so delicious. Yeah, because it doesn't rise, right? Okay. Yeah. And then his wine was like old, nasty, cheap wine. It was in the back that of my cupboard. It was like, <laughs> that I opened oh, a month ago. Just and disgusting. it got wrong. No, it wasn't nervous, but it oh. got wrong. Um, Anything with a thumb handle is appropriate. <laughs> in, in meeting, though, there was some terrible. Um, I remember, like um, in Miramichi, uh, we would have. It was not that we have to talk about the taste of the wine, but I remember uh, it, ours was just this really sweet wine, okay. and so like you would just sip on it. And I went to Fredericton um, meeting. There's meeting there I would go to, and they um, always forgot they use Hermit's wine. Oh and really? Hermes was like cooking wine is what they right. use. Oh, yes. Like yeah. it, it burns. Oh, and I took a gulp by mistake and just was <laughs> passed out. Oh, no. Like my eyes are watering. I was like, oh it's bad. Uh, it's trying to keep it down. I know, I, I know when I started Eastside Church I, I thought communion, you know, kinda you try to deviate from the way you were brought up and do it a little different or whatever. So we have quite a mixed bag at Eastside Church. Like we got some Protestant people, we got some recovering Catholic people, you know, the whole mixed bag. So when I went to get the the Welches the juice, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I I said, well, I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna do the Baptist way. Mm-hmm. I'm I, and I'm, and we had enough recovering alcoholics that I didn't I didn't uh, want to get yeah. alcoholic wine. So I went with like the near beer. Yeah. Um, oh, version yeah. of wine. Oh. It's like it's like non-alcoholic yeah, yeah, wine, yeah. Yeah. and nobody was happy. <laughs> the, the <laughs> Catholic, yeah, the Catholics were like, "This wine sucks," and the Baptists were like, "This ain't Welch's." Oh my goodness! So yeah, total total fail. Oh, that's funny. Do you? Um, so I went with Welch's. I, now I, I want to bring Welch's. up the, the point that you made earlier. Not that we we can come back to the whole alcohol uh, topic if you want to, but uh, just something you said about um, all the all the traditional things and rule uh, you know different rules or man man things that were brought in or um um you know conservative christianity for you mm-hmm. it gave you a foundation it didn't drive you away right the interesting thing i was thinking through that for some people like for instance you would even call yourself a recovering baptist like you are recovering slash recovered like there's a there's part of you that was like okay this is the stuff i don't like this is what i think is good yes some people though Unfortunately, for you know, like even probably p- people listening, they just threw it all away. Yeah. It's like they threw the baby out with literally the baby's flying in the air with the bathwater. Like it's it's <laughs> right. out, right? Yeah. Where it's like, well, I didn't I didn't think that this 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 and this was legitimate or scriptural. So, and I don't like this this and this about Christianity. So I'm done with it all, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I I, f- I find that when you you talk to people, like I have friends that were. Uh, Mennonite in Nova Scotia and some of them would talk about uh, other people in the Mennonite community that would like as soon as they got the age where they could leave the house it was like polar opposite they went from like really strict rules and stuff like that to being like well we're just going to partake in everything that we want because right. they had the freedom and liberty and mm-hmm. so they threw everything out with it so I, um, I think I think my the, it, any health that I've experienced in, in any you know going forward with God and, and kind of reforming my own thinking and working it out myself harkens back to, I think, the attitude that my parents had, even though they were the ones that were leading me in this, uh, you know, probably a more fundamentalist conservative bent. And, and maybe, you know, we, we walk that line between legalism and, and, and free grace. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they, they really had 
like what Wakefield said, a, a biblical view. They were constantly driving it back to the Bible. So I, I never put that much onus in what the church, mm-hmm. uh, the local church, uh, or a pastor or whatever a teacher was saying. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, it was constantly being reinforced to me from the pulpit, from these pastors that were teaching me, mm-hmm. don't take what I say verbatim. Uh, like search it out yourself, okay. and, and so right. that that would as a fun as a foundation that was always my foundation, right. okay. and I think when you you know when you go into now not everyone got that some people got the message hey if you don't take this you know hook line and sinker then you know you got to reject the whole thing oh yeah yeah uh, certainly you know I've had friends and and uh, people that have come up through with me that did not continue on in their in their hmm. faith yeah um, and and that may have been a reason for it but. Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't trying to say that I feel like that that's the whole reason, right. but it's just interesting. You said for you, it was part of the foundation and you could work it out, but other people, mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't stick. Right. In fact, it caused them to rebel, which is right. interesting. Cause I, I feel like actually in the Bible, it kind of mentions that where it's like, if you get to the point of reject, it's almost like it pushes you. If you're not going to accept it and allow it to impact your heart, yeah. it's going to almost like cause you to, to be in a place of rebellion or something like that. And but some of that's personality too. Like I just never, I was never a very rebellious person. No. Sam, you were you rebellious? No. No. <laughs> no. He's, we look at, he's just going along to get along, that guy. I was listening to a podcast about the, the Enneagram. Sam, you're going to hate this, but it was talking about the Enneagram 5, which, mm-hmm. I mean, Sam may or may not be. We don't, I don't want to say on the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, but Enneagram 5s were just like, basically made a lot of decisions to try uh it's like it would be worse to make a decision that would cause people to be upset than it would be to just like go with it and and say okay yeah and then like are you that kind of person you're just like okay i had all these rules i don't agree with but i'm just gonna say yes because it'd be better to like not have to lie about it or not cause trouble or something like that or you're not you'd be like yeah i want to be a rebel no I don't want to be a rebel. You don't? I'll, I'll go along, but <laughs> unless it's something that I care deeply about, like religion or stuff like that. But if I'm in my workplace, I'm not going to cause a. Well, no, not a workplace, rah, rah. but like, 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 as far as it comes to Christianity or something. Like, for instance, um, like there might be something that you like with, with alcohol. Like, would it would it would it cause you like if say if it got to a certain point where you're like, oh, I think I can have alcohol, mm-hmm. and then pe- the people who are closest to you or maybe the church or somebody is saying, no, you can't, you'd like rebel. You would, you choose to be like, well, I'm not going to do it because I feel like it's going to cause people or I have to lie about it or I cause people no. to be upset. Uh, well, I wouldn't lie about it. And so like, it would just be the idea of really trying to figure out where that comes from because mm-hmm. like, um, and it's because like, again, I look with Victor, you look in scripture about consuming alcohol and, and it's like, there's nothing biblical that says it's wrong, but there's an idea where it almost is now viewed as sinful by some Christians. Like mm-hmm. it's a sin to drink or consume alcohol when it's obviously not. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, those like when it comes to those things, like you just mentioned, things mm-hmm. that I would be passionate over with uh, based off of my faith, um, then I would more have a conversation and would stick up for what I believe in based off of scripture. Mm. Right. Does that make sense? I'm not going to, sure. I'm not going to roll over on, on, on Christian stuff. I'll roll over on like, 
things that don't matter like politics or no hockey. way there's no way you roll around politics you you argue that and i know this from experience because you and victor never, just got in an argument I, a couple weeks ago about I, it for like an hour straight I've never uh, <laughs> he tried he tried to he tried to bait me sue when he showed up here the, this yeah. afternoon too i didn't i didn't i didn't take the bait you oh. said it you started it first. wait i want to hear what this is because i missed it I no I, you I, started i started it, it but yes, you, you did what you, was it what was it you, what no was we're not going to get into uh, it that's we, another we, podcast that's another podcast <laughs> we we did want to uh we did want to touch on something and it kind of goes along with this idea of fundamentalism too um and there's you know there's certain um uh there's there we there are a couple of churches here in in Miramichi and there's you know certainly in the maritimes where uh their idea of of scripture is is very i guess narrow right as well like what the what the canon uh the the approved uh version of scripture is not even the yeah not even yeah not even the approved no, but so the, the, the godliest one or the exactly. one that should only be I, I, we'll There's get there in a second because i know sam's gonna say it's like the godliest one but there are people that go as far as to say this is the only only one like yeah. it's the only one you yes. can use right right the there, other I ones mean, were a waste of time <laughs> it's, it's kind of the idea. I'm not saying I agree with that. Yeah. Not, okay, so Sam, you you go ahead and and yeah, state us, state yeah. your your opinion opinion here uh, when yeah. it comes to versions of scripture. And and if you're listening and you you don't understand, because I, I get this a lot too. People were like, "Well, there's so many different Bibles out there." Well, we don't believe that. We don't believe that there's all these different Bibles. We believe that there's one Bible. But obviously, the Bible was written in three different languages, and it, it, it was translated. It was translated for us into English. We have an English Bible uh, that we now use that's yeah. not the original no. uh, it's not the original language. Um, and that, that Bible has been translated into several different versions now of English. Yeah, and and some would say that the that's what I that's why I think the confusion comes. Why don't we call it translations rather than ver- well, I guess it's version of the English. Like there should right. be something mm-hmm. that signifies like this isn't its own version of the Bible. It's like its right. own version of the of the translation of the English. Like yeah, I never thought about that. Like before. all of the version are, versions probably yeah. a bad. It's word. terrible work because what it is doing is it's taking like the Hebrew, the Greek, and uh, the um, what's the third one? Aramaic. Aramaic. Yeah, sorry. And it's and it's like taking it putting it into english mm-hmm. but each version is just different almost different words in english so it's not right. even it's not even its own version it's just the way they've translated it into english so it should be re- renamed as something else but anyways that's well, translation's a good enough yeah word i guess so sam so sam you would say <laughs> that the king james translation would be would be your favorite Let's let's put it. Yeah, your definitely my favorite. Now you you and know he I, might go further now than growing, just his favorite. Grow, growing up, this was this was your. Yeah, I was like five years old reading King James Bible. Right, <laughs> and, and and same for myself. Yeah, uh, yeah, we would have we would have mainly used the the King James, or sometimes we would have bumped up to the New King James. Heathen. <laughs> right. So so that's that's a departure from where I was, how I was brought up. I was brought up King James only. Amen. And and Amen. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny because after I get out of my my Baptist bubble and and went other places, and then what version of the Bible do you use now? I use the like new, in study. New, new Living Translation. Ooh. In study? Like in study. Like oh. not like preaching. Like what do you use as like 
Like, what would you pull off the shelf? New, like? new King James. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's a shame. <laughs> but we have the, the the I mean the beautiful thing of when you're studying and and with with all these resources that we have. Yeah. I mean you every every version's at your fingertips, yes. right? Yeah. And uh and with all of the all of the commentaries and and the you know the linguists that have have studied this and the manuscripts that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's unlimited. But anyway, yeah, what's what's the, what's your take? What do you, tell us your story of growing up with it and then how you where do you stand now? Uh, so I enjoy the King James Bible. That's the one that I use in my study. So, and the one I would bring with me at all my, t- like, um, like through all my, uh, like going to a church or whatever, it would just be a King James Bible. And this mm-hmm. is the one that I feel, I think at this point, like I joke about what I just do. It's mostly just joking. I don't actually mostly. think, <laughs> I don't actually think you're less than, or you're less holy if you don't read the King James. Um, I think no, uh, but uh, I'm just joking. He just can't. He can't. I can't. No, he can't, I can't say it and then leave it. He just can't obviously stay. it's in. Imbra- There's I can't always a piece. Of, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No. Anyway, uh, so I grew up with the King James Bible, um, and it was just um, I don't know. It's the it's the where it comes from. I think is the idea that any other version doesn't really matter because we already have. It's like the perfect version. Um, but in meeting, we would use um, the King James or the Darby version. The diary versions is even more, I guess, older language it would be. Um, when I went to London, my grandmother wanted me to take a picture at the gravestone of Mr. Darby. <laughs> That's funny, but he's a cool guy anyway. You look him up. Anyway, but um, yeah, I grew up with the King James Version mostly. That's what I use, and it's that idea of it doesn't really, you know, the other versions don't matter, and there's always growing up. And I don't think my parents, my parents never taught me this. They never, I don't even think they said it, but it was definitely as a kid, you always try to, I think you level yourself up and one of the biggest things with me was being a Christian as a kid and so there's definitely an ignorance that came about like um, you know whenever I would always uh, look up John 3.16 right, yeah. um, as my like for other versions proof, of the Bible proof, proof text yeah for God so loved the world he gave yeah. his only begotten son um, and so like you know I'd look at the other versions and just look at them with disgust like so if it didn't have believeth yeah in him yeah, or begotten that. yeah that's what, yeah that's what, that's that's like that's, that's literally though, what i would do i was always the john 316 was my okay mm. nah. litmus test for other versions yeah yeah anyways yeah keep going we'll, we're gonna come back to john 316 then because even within itself it's like yeah you like you said the one of the very first words begotten nobody knows what that means no one uses that language i mean just you, tell some, me tell me what begotten some, means uh jesus you just got to look at, and I teach my kids this. You got to look at the words before and the words after. You use some inferencing skills. Makes you a good reader. He gave his only begotten son. Yeah. What does that mean? What does begotten mean? Uh, so if we look at begotten, we see the word. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, keep going with your. begotten son. No, I want to think on that. Okay, we'll think, talk about it. Okay, keep going. That's a good question. I just always assumed I knew what it was. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> we, we highlight it, which is no. Which, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to. Which is one of the problems I that I have with the King James version. And and let me state this right off too, that I love the King James version. It was what I b- was brought up on. Right. I, I I have literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of verses that are memorized, and I memorize them in the King James version, which really messes me up now because I'll be preaching, I'll go into reciting a verse. Or, or even reading it off off my page, and and it'll be in the either New Living Translation or NIV or something, and I'll get jacked up because I know this verse in the King James Version. Um, so I love the King James Version, 
But the problem comes, and, and I hear people preaching with the King James Version, they spend as much time given commentary to the translation of the words so they have to actually translate the the, the word that uh, the verse that they just read into english and then give commentary and, and preach on the passage which is fine yeah but if we could just use a version that skips that first part like the new living translations very attainable uh very accessible i should say uh version it's it's certainly dumbed down uh, it's a it's a it's a much simpler uh, language, right. a- and then just get to the commentary, get to the preaching part of it. That that's that's my only thought on that. Don't you think that dissecting the words though leads to a deeper understanding of the sure. text and a deeper yeah. understanding of the message? It, it does. It does. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. You know I, I mean? I, but we don't have to. We don't have to take the word from a from a sixteen eleven old English into it we it, it doesn't give us a deeper sense of it if we go back to the 1611 language it yeah. would gives us a deeper idea if we go back to the greek right. or the hebrew yes. or the aramaic yeah. yeah i think that's for me and i want to apologize to sam for putting on the spot with the big one no, i like that, that. that yeah. <laughs> i didn't realize i didn't know what that word meant <laughs> until right now i just assumed begotten so, so begotten. I, I, one and one and only God, so uh, i uh yeah i i think where where i feel like some people who are King James only. I'm not saying King James preferred. That's fine if you prefer it. But where it's like, no, this is the one. Right. Where it's like, no, the one is actually in a language you can't even read. It's in yeah. Greek or Hebrew, right? So In a dead language. I mean, Koine Greek is not even no. used anymore. So, yeah, like I agree with you. And that is like, if you really want to know, because even the King James version is is missing on some of the meaning. Like you really have to go back to find out uh, like different words, like such as love. Mm-hmm. have have different in Greek have different um, ways to translate it like one is like erotic love one is like brotherly love one you know different kinds of love but we four, all use this, four, four different is there four yeah four, four different, different ones but but even the King James version really only uses the word love so right. um, for me it's like what you know is are the other and this is what I would ask you Sam are the other versions taking away from the true meaning of the Hebrew and the Greek that's a really good question. I always assume so as a as a uh, Christian growing up, and even now, you would think, like I would think that when you are when you are if you were newly saved, like I was mm-hmm. growing up into the King James, but if you're newly saved, like New Living Translation would be good for you to mm-hmm. kind of understand the text. And then I would think if you wanted to have a more like as Christians, right? We want a closer relationship with God and our Savior, so we study His Word, and so. I would think that as you study his word, you would you would kind of pull away from the new living, mm. in my opinion, and you would go towards something like the King James Version and um, dissect a little bit more. That would be because, like, the history of that Bible is really interesting. It kind of comes with the Reformation of the Church of England right after Elizabeth. And it's really ironic. You know why King James, one of the, re- one of the reasons why he commissioned that Bible? Hmm. And, and so, like, I just think it's really ironic. I don't know, actually. You don't know? No, I don't. And so when he was trying to impress somebody, um, and King James was a homosexual. He was trying to impress one of his uh, lovers, one of his gay lovers. And it's really ironic that the King James Bible was built on one of the reasons why it was built on that reason. Um, you know, and these fundamental conservative Christians where we have this 
mm. anti-gay movement is like that's where <laughs> like you know it's embedded there you have the, it's really interesting that uh and it's ironic that those churches that would be so hmm. like that would be is built on that so did it work did what work we could only we could only he's buried beside his lover in the church of england did it it sway him did the guy like oh okay the duke of of, um he's buried beside him in the church of england yeah we could only assume yeah anyway but but it was the the history of that bible is really really interesting like going in with the reformation um, him coming down from scotland uh taking over after queen elizabeth uh died i just find that whole thing really fascinating they had 50 translators uh, from all around the world come in because they were using the Bible of Geneva, I think it was called, which is, and it was un, like, you couldn't really read it if you were, um, uh, like studied, studied mm-hmm. in language at the time, like in, in schooling. And so he commissioned this Bible that could be used in a ch- any church. Mm-hmm. And even if you could not read, you would be able to understand the words. And so it kind of went hand in hand because the Catholic Church at that time, the Roman Catholic Church, had such a hold on them. Like they, like their bishops were the holders of the scripture, right? The and Latin, they, Latin Bible, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, mm-hmm. and so you would be going, and so the focus would be, like they would say the focus on God, but the, the people going to the church, the focus would be on that human being, right? Telling yeah. you those words. Yeah. And so now for the first time mm-hmm. in the Church of England, we had a, a Bible that could be understood by all right. and like they could go look at the Bible and see things and understand. And so, it which was, again, for me is a proof that we need to abandon completely the King James version, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because here, here is a, here is a version that, that you said yourself yeah. was, was brought about thankfully given to people in the language that they could understand yeah. with the with the with the old english so you're saying you can, if you open and, a king and, james bible you and can't then, understand it and uh, yes yes what's very not, very let's difficult look at my verse of the they, day they say they say that the john six thirty five, and jesus said unto them i'm the bread of life he that cometh to me shall never hunger and he that believeth on me shall never thirst you just hate the th together don't you <laughs> you know it's it, it just believeth. it it it, it makes it it makes it less it's more ex- romantic le- less accessible it's more poetic yeah well yeah okay well, no you, but you, do you need the bible you, to be poetic you, in order you would to say though it? victor that there, there's a certain <laughs> level that you you could understand the king james version if you re- in certain spots would be more difficult but you, like i would agree with you in the fact that i feel like i personally use the esv just because i like the way that english comes out right and there are certain versions of the bible that are easier to read and understand just from a level, like just reading it, then yeah. study. Like, I know what you're saying, and it's good to get in to study it and to figure it out when you don't know, yeah. but it also is really nice to sometimes just be able to sit there and read something you fully understand, well, not fully, but you can understand what right. the English is saying rather than being like, what the heck is begotten mean, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and uh, exactly. And I think one, you know, one of the, one of the reasons why the ESV, uh, English Standard Version, is is held in such high regard too is because it maintains that poetic flow right uh which which for you know for us i used to be in children's ministry esv was a very popular version for our children's ministry because it maintained that kind of poetic flow which it actually makes it easier for memorizing oh, one, of, yeah. one of the reasons why you know even the king james version was easily memorized of course the kids were 
tripping over top of the these and thous and so on, uh, and and propitiation and all these big <laughs> words that uh, that were in there, but it had that poetic flow to it which made it easy to memorize yeah. and the esv is one of those uh you know new living translations horrible to try to memorize from is it yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's it, it it has absolutely no it has none of that that rhythm yeah. to it hmm. uh which is important for you know for trying yeah. to memorize but no i know a lot of i know like 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 you said there is quite a few people who grew up with the king and that's what they that's what they prefer because especially like i know my grandmother it's like she's memorized so much scripture in her life mm-hmm. and that's the version she memorized it in so she would rather read it so that because that's what she and she knows she doesn't understands i have nothing against the the version no. itself right no. and i still go back to it i still refer back to it and and um you know, there's you uh, Wakefield. You you sent us uh, Psalm 51 mm-hmm. uh, this this week, just as an encouragement to the to the fraternity. It's interesting. That's that's one of the uh, verses, uh, one of the passages we're using this weekend at Eastside Church. You stole mine yeah. too. Yeah, but unrelated at the time. Um, but I I listened to it, of course, when when I put it on my Bible app. Mm-hmm. I was I was working across the street. And I just put on Psalm 51, mm-hmm. had the Bible app read it to me, mm-hmm. and I chose the King James Version because that's the version yes. that I know, yeah. right? And uh, it's because that, that passage, that Psalm 51, is so full of... of Creating uh, me a new heart. Right, of those very popular verses for us. And uh, and I wanted to hear them in, in a way that I recognized them. So uh, that was important to me at the time. Yeah, I think it all is just preference. Like I... There is definitely a something embedded in me that is, but it's, I, that I, you have I, to work out. That I have to work out of. I don't you. know if I want to. I, I like the idea of superiority over other people. <laughs> 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 no, but I have the approved, <laughs> exactly the approved version. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, it, it's uh, it's just preference. I think at, at the end of the day, it is just preference. But there is just I don't know what it is. If it is. It's just so interesting. I have no idea where it comes from, where where that idea of of it being a superior translation of that ancient text would. Well, be. it goes back to manuscripts as well, which is I think is even more important to think about. Mm-hmm. Like, where does the there there are several manuscripts out there that our versions are based off of. I would say that the King James version of the Bible is based off one of the one of the more preferred. Um, and sound manuscripts mm-hmm. uh, or or uh, groups of manuscripts, uh, but there's other versions that are are translated from those same manuscripts, right? Yeah. Um, so the there's there's other manuscripts out there that you know had spent some time in in dubious locations and probably weren't as as well. Uh, cared for and as well mm-hmm. uh, copied, uh, but the 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 great thing about the Bible is, and let me just we'll we'll kind of close things off with this uh, as an encouragement to those of you who are listening, or maybe if you're wondering, you know, can you even trust what the Bible says to be true? Uh, we have so much data on this book. There's there's no other ancient script or text that has more. Uh, uh, archival and manuscripted uh, backing as the Bible. Literally thousands of manuscripts uh, that we can compare. Mm-hmm. And every version that you go to, especially a lot of the good ones, if there's any difference in the verse, it, it will footnote it. 
yeah. you know, and uh, NIV does that, the NLT does that, um, and uh, the King James doesn't because it's the it's the approved version. <laughs> <laughs> the OG. The, the OG. Uh, the OG. It's the OG. <laughs> the OG is Bibles. Uh, yeah. But there's all kinds of there's all kinds of resources out yeah. there now. At the end of the use. day, it's the Word of God. That's right. Right, and whatever version you pop up on your phone, you know, you know that you're reading something that is divinely written and something that's incredibly important. Doesn't matter the version. Right. Um, yeah. And if you come to if you come to a verse that that is you know is uh, not easily understood. Now there are some versions out there that I would not not yeah. recommend. Right. The the cults have uh, they have some of their own versions. Well, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. That there, I uh, like even though we're saying I'll read all versions. Like yeah, there because my mind immediately went to like oh, Jehovah's no, yeah. Witness yeah. is like their translation is is quite close in a lot of areas but in some key areas it's like they totally very different totally switch so for instance king james and esv or nlt in those key areas like Mm -hmm. the the deity of christ they would line up in how they're translating it whereas another version is going to say actually that word is this it's going to take away from you know so uh yeah so i think it's just like to think about certain things like that if it's going to take away from the core values of christianity then mm-hmm. yeah probably not like what's that version that you or what's that book that you just got that's like a guy's interpretation of the each chapter oh <laughs> right. my goodness that is wild yeah yeah that's, that's uh <laughs> god is disappointed in you yeah god is disappointed is in you. <laughs> what he named his his book his version of the bible <laughs> which is a whole other a whole other story yeah well good cool. this has been a uh good discussion Wakefield, it's good to have you on. Sam, do you feel like we ganged up on you about the no, King James version? No, Just the listeners know that if you don't read the King James, you're less holy. <laughs> less holy. Or do you go to the church that doesn't read the King James? It's less holy than the other ones. <laughs> I think we. I think that's the point we were trying to make. Yeah, that's right? the, the point. Yeah, the collective point. Okay, let's yep. wrap it up. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's the takeaway yep. for today. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> anyway, good guys. But whatever, uh, whatever translation you are reading i hope that you're getting into the word of god uh i would suggest starting in the book of john and not in the book of job um stick to the gospels if you're just kind of getting your feet wet in this uh reading the bible thing or as new readers like to call it job job (laughs) the book of job them proverbs Uh, after you uh I love Proverbs as a new Christian, as a young Christian. Yes, yeah. That idea Lots of, of good uh, stuff in there. Okay. Anyway. I just thought of something. This is the reason why people should stop reading the King James Version and should read others. Because I was at a funeral one time, and the girl reading it uh, obviously did not <laughs> did not read the King James Version. King James Bible. And, and her, uh, you know what, where they say, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Yeah. She started off with the first word is, yeah. Yeah, though I walk. Instead of yay, though I walk. It's just like, yeah, no, yeah. it doesn't mean like yes. It means something different. Just like, yeah, though yeah. I walk. <laughs> yeah, though I walk. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Maybe that's what David was saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah though I walk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah though I walk. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. You know it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. It was good having you yeah, join us for on, this Sam. discussion, Sam. Yeah. Appreciate it. And appreciate those of you listening in. Take care. Dealer. Bye. Blessings. Bye.